Good afternoon and welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a feature interview with Oscar-winning film director James Cameron about his new Pulse Food Processing Facility near Saskatoon. Agri-News is brought to you by the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougallauction.com. Canadian Oscar-winning film director James Cameron opened a new food processing facility in Vancecoy near Saskatoon yesterday. Cameron and his wife Susie Cameron says... Verdiant Foods will operate one of the world's largest organic pea protein plants in North America. In an interview with Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, I asked Cameron why did he pick Saskatchewan. We got very interested in um, in farming and growing food, doing it organically and, and so on, after um, I completed Avatar. And uh, we started with a farm in New Zealand. And then we, uh, we met a guy named Mark Coles, who's Canadian, and said, you know, you really ought to be looking at Saskatchewan. There's some pretty amazing business opportunities there, and there's great soil, and so we started doing some research on that, and that was about four years ago. I'm, I'm Canadian originally. I grew up in Ontario and um, hadn't spent much time in, in this province, but it started to look, started to look really good, and, and of course, we were very interested in pulses because they're such an important part of organic farming in the, in the rotation scheme, you know, because of the nitrogen fixing and, and so on. And they're, uh, you know, great source of, uh, of protein, and the protein's extractable and, and usable as food-grade protein. So then that quickly led to, you know, what what's what's the best business opportunity here? Uh, is not just the farming; it's it's uh, it's some kind of near-line processing within the within the province to add value locally. And we started to realize how how much the, the government, uh, provincial government, was leaning forward um, in that area, and uh, they offered a lot of support, and there are other financing mechanisms that were very supportive of that. And so one thing led to another, and pretty soon we were, we were in the pea protein business. How big an investment are you putting into this project? It's, uh, I would say it's on the order of several tens of millions, and we have, uh, we have other, uh, other uh, partners, uh, equity partners, uh, involved in this. It's a significant investment, and it's something that we really believe in, and we think it's we think it could be a win-win for for us uh, and for the and for the province, and hopefully for the farmers as well. Who initiated the project? Because it's a big project, it sounds like. Uh, it was our internal group. I mean, we have a we have a, our our management our management group is called uh, uh, PMC, and uh, which is which is Pat, Mark, and Charlie, business associates of of mine. Uh, guys that I've known for a, for a long time and uh, respect their savvy and their their scientific uh, knowledge, and uh, we just kind of uh, dreamed it up together. We got a lot of help from from the food center, Dan Prefontaine at the at the food center in Saskatoon, and uh, he vetted a lot of the of the techniques that we were planning on using, and then it just boiled down to what's our big vision, what's our big game plan. And I think the the big game plan, really, from a business perspective, is pulse proteins is a, a huge huge growing market, and um, specifically, uh, you know, pea pea protein is growing um, 50% a year, especially for organic pea protein. It's going into a lot of plant meats and other food products, and and so on. So as as people look for alternatives to animal-based proteins, then the the plant protein market is exploding. 
I think the other thing too also is is making investment not only in people's health but also in the health of the soil and the planet at large. What is your tie-in with Whitecap Dakota First Nation? How are they tied to this? Our first uh, kind of meetings here in Saskatchewan, it was uh, you know I, I I asked them if there were if there were any First Nation businesses or, or entities that that we could work with. That's just something that I ask wherever wherever I uh, I'm exploring a new business, and that I think that comes from my experience of having made Avatar, and then the process after that as I traveled around the world and had so many. Indigenous, you know, leaders of indigenous communities come up to me and say, "Hey, you made this movie about us." And uh, you know, I always said yes, but I meant it in a very general sense that it was about the collision of indigenous communities with, with uh, development and expansion and all that, and how they generally get the short end of the stick. And so I always look for opportunities to try to give something back to, uh, you know, indigenous, you know, Aboriginal or First Nation communities. And so we were introduced to Chief Darcy Bear and, and were immediately struck by how smart and uh, and proactive he was and how much good he was doing for his community. So it struck us that he might be a good partner for us. He's not directly involved in, in Verdient and, and in our plant here, but we are looking for opportunities to, to work with him on, on uh, other initiatives in the province. And Su- Susie can talk about something that we are doing with him that's separate from the Verdient plant. Yeah, it's one of the first projects that we're talking with him about, and it's actually it started to launch last week. So he has um, a school system, and they have kindergartners through fourth grade, and they want to put in an organic garden and have a seed-to-table program. Our school in California, we have a full-blown seed-to-table program. We've got 150 raised beds, and the children grow 70 to 80 percent of the produce that they eat every day in the in the school. And we are looking at doing a shared project with them where we will be able to have students go back and forth, number one, but using technology today, we'll be able to do shared growing projects and create curriculum around the garden together via Facebook or Skype, Zoom, you know, all of those kinds of platforms to be able to connect the children in working on this project together. That's James and Susie Cameron. James Cameron is an Oscar-winning film director. She's an actress. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered top equipment on the market. And brought to you by Marcus in New Holland, east of Regina at Emerald Park. Visit marcuson.com. Canola production in Canada is estimated to reach a record 19.7 million tons this year, according to Stats Canada's model-based principal field crop estimates report released today. Soybean production is also estimated to reach a record 8.3 million tons. Total wheat production in Canada is estimated to be 27.1 million tons, a decline of 15% from last year. The estimates are based on a model that incorporates coarse resolution satellite data from Stats Canada's Crop Condition Assessment Program, data from Stats Canada's Field Crop Reporting Series, and agroclimatic data. Ken Ball is a broker with PI Financial in Winnipeg. He says no one is too sure of the total accuracy. The model-based estimates vary widely from the survey-based estimates released at the first of the month. Canola is up 1.5 million tonnes from that report and wheat 1.6 million tonnes. 
and and that's certainly no surprise whatsoever. Uh, everybody knows, I think, that the canola crop potentially is bigger than what was shown on the survey. Remembering that the survey was taken at the end of July, uh, it, you know, that, that was a long, long time ago. Uh, and again, we have that ongoing problem that we always have of, you know, why does it take StatsCan 31 days to get the data out to us? But uh, I think most people expected that the crop potential in general was going to be a bit higher. And, and this model-based number, I guess to some degree, confirms what people were thinking more or less, uh, that the uh, the crops uh, probably overall the potential had grown since w- from the observations that people were making at the end of July. And then certainly the way the wheat yields have been coming in, and, and, and a large part of the wheat on the prairies has now been, you know, has been combined already. Uh, the way the yields have been coming in, I, it was, again, no surprise to see that the total wheat number is up about 1.6 million tons. And in fact, I, I think 80% of traders probably expect that number will get even higher on the next surveyed number. There's some really exceptional wheat yields coming in in many parts of the prairies, offsetting the you know the poor yields in central southern Saskatchewan where they where they were very dry and very hot for a good part of the summer. Ball says there doesn't seem to be much market reaction to the numbers just yet. Canola futures have been trending around the four ninety five hundred dollar metric ton mark recently. Ken Ball is a broker with PI Financial in Winnipeg. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were moving down in early trading. Canola fell 80 cents at 4.5554. Oats dropped a dollar 29 at 145.36. Number one red spring wheat decreased 2.91 at 2.1317. The rest were unchanged. Durham 2.6762. Feed barley 139.29. Flax 445.25. Yellow peas 2.6754. And feed wheat. 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December spring wheat is down six cents at six sixteen and a quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 19th. We didn't have a regular sale here in Weyburn last week. It was Assiniboia's turn. Heiferet sold from $0.85 cents to a dollar. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.85. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.75. Cents. And Good Butcher Bulls sold from $0.95 cents to a dollar eight. We had a pre-sorted calf and yearling sale here in Weyburn on Monday, and the market is shaping up to look pretty good for the fall. For the calves, 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.27 and sold up to $2.40. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.20 and sold up to $2.29. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.20 and sold up to $2.29. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.08 and sold up to $2.29. Heifers are about 35 cents back from the steers. For the yearling side, 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.14 and sold up to $2.17. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.99 and sold up to $2.11. 650 to 
700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.92 and sold up to $2.11. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.76 and sold up to $2.07. And heifers were about 20 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Day reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Hamsel 6,500 hogs Monday selling a range of 119 to 141 per CKG. Today's sales expected to be around 6,700 head, selling a range of 117 to 138 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened up this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is down 38 basis points with a daily exchange rate at 1.2238. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 81.38 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets continue to trade lower with Monday's negotiated values dropping about $1.25 a hundredweight U.S., with no sign of support coming from the new plants coming on stream. The startup of the new facilities in Michigan and Iowa appear to have been slow and steady with USDA slaughter data, suggesting that neither plant has gone much beyond the 1,000 hogs per day that they started within their first days in operation. Over the next two months, these plants will have to see significant growth in order for the cash market to avoid large price concessions when weekly hog supplies exceed 2.5 million hogs. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eaves Trough, specializing in 6-inch eaves troughs for farm buildings and shops. Online at prairieeavestrough.ca. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, 5 to 10 millimeters of, sh- or shov- of showers ending this afternoon, then cloudy, the high 16. Partly cloudy tonight, clearing after midnight, the low plus 2. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, wind southwest 20, the high 18, the low plus 3. Thursday, sunny, the high 14, the low plus 3. Friday, rain, the high 8, the low 5. Saturday, cloudy, the high 12, the low plus 3. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 13, the low plus 2. Monday, a mix of sun and cloud, the high near 15. Normal high is 17, and the normal low is 3. The sun rose at 6.40 this morning. It sets at 7.04 tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan at 15, Saskatoon and Swift Current 12. Weyburn is 13, Yorkton is 12. In Regina, with light rain, it's 11, that's 52 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south at 13, humidity 96%, barometer dropping 99.6. Light rain in Moose Jaw, 11 degrees. Winds are from the west-northwest, 28 gusting, 239. Once again, Regina, light rain, 11, that's 52 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.